Today we're going to be talking about the COVID lockdowns in Ontario. So this is a province in Canada. And it seems like right now our fearless leaders have decided to shut everything down except schools and some other public institutions. Director Awesome, if you will, give everyone a brief rundown of the insanity that's going on here. Well, a lot of it doesn't make sense to me at all. I mean, you're you're locking down basically all of Ontario and you're telling small businesses to close, you're telling restaurants to close, you're telling uh, retail stores to close. They can remain open for curbside pickup, they can remain open for delivery, but you are not allowed to go into the stores. However, it's safe to go into the schools and it's safe for the kids to come into schools. And I find that very hard. I know inside the schools, we're all in cohorts and we're supposed to stay in those cohorts. But with our job, we're asked to go into different cohorts if our students aren't here. So that's still mixing into different cohorts. So I don't understand the concept of it. I I do, and I understand that people need a place for their kids to go during the day because they have jobs and they have to have a break from their kids as well. And I feel almost like schools are being used as daycares and that allows people to send their kids to school. Is it for the education? Sure. But is it the safest place for everyone to be? I'm not so sure about that. So for those people that don't understand cohorts, that's basically isolated groups. And we can't basically go into another group's area or class. What they're trying to do is they're trying to keep everyone isolated in their own area so that you don't get cross-contamination and all that stuff going. And let's say one person's infected downstairs, they can't go bring it up to another class upstairs, that kind of thing. The problem I'm having with this is that our government is sitting there telling us that we're not allowed to go outside of our households and see anybody which means i'm not allowed to go and see my family but i can go and see everyone else's family i can go and see people's kids i can go and see people uh, that i work with that are my co-workers i can see it's okay to see all of them but i'm not allowed to see my own family outside of my household so the rule is in ontario right now is that you have to stay home and stay with only the people in your household, except if you work in a school. Then it's okay. Then it's okay to be back. And I don't want people to think that we're whiny and complaining and we want time off and we want to be at home. That's the last thing we want. We don't want to be at home. We we want to be at work. But it just seems that the rules that they're putting out there contradict each other and don't make any sense whatsoever. It's very strange because, like you said, everything is shut down except the schools and some other public institutions, some government-run places. I think I was reading somewhere, I'm not sure if it was here or in the States, it was probably here, that, and I could be wrong, the strip clubs could still stay open. And I'm thinking to myself, really, so let's shut down the churches, let's shut down the small businesses, 
everything except schools and strip clubs. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I actually heard this. I can't remember where, and I'm not sure if they've reneged on that and shut it down as per this new lockdown measure that the government has put into place. But there's some fishy stuff going on here because you know what? If schools can stay open, so can the small businesses. So can everybody else. If this is so serious, right? If this is like Ebola or something like that, then everything needs to be shut down. You can't have one place shut down and another place remain open. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, so all the government workers are getting paid, yet the small business owners are losing their businesses, their livelihoods, their homes. People are being forced out onto the street, basically, and everybody's complaining. There it's pretty is a, bad. There is a benefit package that will allow them to recoup some of the money that they're going to lose during this lockdown. The lockdowns for 28 days uh, at minimum right now, which will take us right before Christmas, which is kind of, I want to say it's kind of just, uh, hold on, what's that word I want to use? When something is uh, the oh, same. Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to read your mind. I'm using my force powers here. Hold on. Wait a second. Static. I got static. And wait. Muffins. I'm picking up muffins. Bana banana muffins. I, that's all I'm getting. And static. Sorry, I can't help you out. No, it just it it, do, it doesn't make sense that the the lockdown is going to end literally two days before Christmas, which means they're going to say, "Oh, we're all of a sudden in the green from the red," and we have the color coded system here where red is like at the highest level uh, of threat for COVID, and green will be in the uh, the best level. And right before Christmas, they'll say, "We're in the green." Now everybody can get together with everyone for Christmas. It just doesn't make sense. In a 28-day span, there's no way you're going to go from 1,500 cases a day to zero to 50 cases a day. That just it, The math doesn't work out that way. And they were saying on the news on Friday that they are projecting the worst-case scenario that Canada is going to see 20,000 cases per day. Per day. Now, that's a high number. That's a very high number for us. We're seeing where well, we probably haven't crossed the 5,000 threshold yet in a single day. Uh, we're talking about 15,000 more. And it just seems too convenient that the lockdown is going to end right before Christmas time, just in time for people to go and see their families. Now, Quebec did a smart thing and they locked down their school for a week after the Christmas break because they know that a lot of people are going to get together for Christmas. In Ontario, our superb education minister has gone on and said, we don't need to do that. So people are going to get together with their family during the holidays, and then they're going to come back into the system, into the school system, and it's going to be a super spreader. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And then they're going to sit there and say, we don't understand why the numbers are getting up, and they're going to blame the people of Ontario. And that's exactly what they're going to do. I'm calling it right now. They're going to blame the people of Ontario for not listening to the rules. And at some point, yes, you have to blame the people. But at what point do we get to blame our government officials for not making the right calls and the right decisions on this? Where having another week at the Christmas break, and it's not a break. You would be virtual learning. So everybody would still be working from home like any other business that's working from home right now. You would be teaching the kids online. Why is there a difference if we have another extra week for that Christmas break to allow people who have gotten together with family not to be like have this be a super spreader? There was a doctor here 
I was checking out an article online. He deals with uh, viruses. He's a medical specialist. He's been doing this his whole career. And he was saying that everything that's coming from the government right now, the direction from the government, is wrong. And he said, yes, protect the vulnerable, protect the elderly. Yes. However, everybody else should just be going back to their normal daily routines. This isn't some guy that crawled out from under a rock. He's been doing this his whole professional medical career, and he knows what he's talking about. And he's actually signed on to some public statement by thousands of other doctors that actually agree with the same point in that the government is using this as a tool to control the population. So take care of the elderly and those who have some immunocompromised situations going on. You take care of them. But everybody else just goes back to work. No masks. That's it. Just get it done. Herd immunity, all that stuff. And I know some people might disagree, but you know what? The more that this continues, the more of a sham it is, and you can't get a straight answer from anybody. So if there's no straight answers from the people that are supposedly leading us, forget them. Let's just do what we always do. It's a virus. Wash your hands, clean the surfaces, that's it. No mask, no nothing. Go to work. Everybody back to work, back to normal. Maintain your economies. Don't destroy your countries. Don't destroy your businesses and the livelihoods of people that live in the country. You know, your fellow citizens, your neighbors. There's so many people that are getting trashed right now because of these stupid and idiotic policies of these people, our politicians and the power brokers that are running this show. And in my opinion, it's on purpose. They're doing this on purpose to wipe out the middle class and have everybody dependent upon the government for everything. You know what that's called? That's called communism. That's what that is. Well, I actually think that it's a play for something bigger in the future. I think that they're trying to see what they can and can't do with the mass population. And there's something bigger down the road that they're planning for. Like a Super Bowl. Um, like a Super Bowl. Yes. Um, yes. But down the road, I'm thinking, you know, if, if you go and listen to Bill Burr's uh, comedy stand-up special, he says it. All right. That's it. We got to get rid of 90% of you. There's only 30,000 people left on the planet and everybody gets to go to the Super Bowl. So that's where that kind of context comes from. But it, it almost seems like that's where it's headed. They're trying to see what will people listen to? How long will they listen to it for? What can we get away with? What can we tell them? What can we make them do? And then you have the people that fight back and say, you know what? I'm not wearing a mask. This is all about control. This is all about an agenda that's hidden out there. This is kind of where it's heading. And I just wanted to actually say something before we move on that you said that the only things that are open are schools and strip clubs. Only the high-end strip clubs. But does that mean now (laughs) that our field trips in the schools can only be to strip clubs? We take our kids to the strip clubs? Is that what they're saying? I think so. I think yes. Yes. I think we're going to have to take all of our field trips now to the strip clubs. To the strip clubs, right? Yeah. That's a good point. We should actually make that policy and just say, okay, all field trips now to the strip clubs. You got it. Yep. And then for those of you that don't know, it's only a joke. No, we don't do strip clubs. Those places are, they're bad. Mm. But yeah, it's interesting, eh? right? Yeah, so very interesting. You can't go to church or there's only, you know, a few people that you can allow into a church, right? Everybody's wearing masks in the church. Everybody's, you know, six to eight feet away in the church. There's a reduced amount of people that can be in the church. Everything's sanitized. And yet, you know... There's something wrong with that versus a free-for-all in the school system. 
And some other schools have had multiple incidents yes. of infections at the same time. And it's and the schools have not been shut down. And the direction is back to work. Carry yeah. on as you were. No problems here. Nothing to see. Move on. Well, well, here's something else that bothers me is, you know, our teams, our sports teams are not allowed to play in Toronto. And the Toronto Raptors just got denied permission to play in Toronto. So they're going to be playing in Tampa to start the uh, next NBA season. And they've got denied to play in Toronto, even though that they had a safe way to do it, because there is a hotel downtown that they do not even have to go through anywhere. It will take them right to the stadium and right back to their hotel. The reason being is, is that their borders are closed. So they don't want people coming over from the U.S. from the borders and going over into Canada to play into Canada. However, we're allowing the film industry to be over here. And we're allowing uh, people like Kevin Hart to come over here and film in Toronto, even though he's from the U.S. We're allowing that to happen. Why? Because it's generating revenue and the NBA would not be generating revenue here because the players aren't allowed to go anywhere and spend money in our economy. And is that why they're not being allowed over here? But there are exceptions for other people. Why is that allowed and why can't our sports teams play here? No different than the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays actually have a hotel in their stadium. So they would not even have to leave stadium grounds and they would be able to play here. But they're not allowed to. Yet they can play in other parks in the States. And if you're talking about, if we're talking about uh, players going from one city to another city to another city and then coming over to Canada to play in that in our city, what's the difference if they're playing in Buffalo or if they're playing in Toronto? What's the difference? We're talking about border crossing here and our, our borders being closed, except they're open to the people that are actually going to make money here for the economy. That's okay. So we're letting in Americans still. But it's only if you have money and you are allowed to make money for the province. And oh, that's wait, it. Wait, don't forget the illegal border crossers close to Quebec there. You know, the ones that are basically being invited into the country by the Justin Trudeau liberal government here in Canada. Let's not forget all the flights that were coming in from China and all the other infected countries since the beginning. No testing at the airports. Nothing. What about that? But everybody else, you can't go to work, you have to stay home, hide under your sheets. It's the end of the world. It's the covid apocalypse. please. But see, th but that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about things not making sense. And, you know, whoever's listening to this can reach out to us and say, you know, there's this, this and this and this, this and this. We're just sitting here questioning some of the decisions that are made and some of the things that don't make sense. You can't explain everything that the government is doing right now. At the beginning, we thought, you know what, they're doing a good job with this whole pandemic. Uh, we got our numbers down into about the 70s, I believe we were at per day, 70 cases per day. And that's when we were into full lockdown. That's the schools were closed, all the stores were closed, all like, you know, everything was closed. And we got our numbers down really, really low. And then they decided we need to open everything back up. And I understand the economy. I understand the economic impact that this is going to have with shutdowns. I understand people are going to lose their jobs. However, how do we deal with this in a way that these businesses will succeed and our kids can go to school and everybody can be safe? They talk about every Ontarian being safe and protecting every one of us in the province. Well, you're not because you're sending the kids to school and you're sending the 
workers, teachers, educational assistants, uh, CYWs, your caretakers, you're sending them all into a building that has 600 to 1,000 people in the building. And you're saying that it's safe to go in, but I can't go to my mom and dad's house who have two people in it. So these are the questions that we're kind of raising here that don't make sense. I'm just trying to figure if I can add something special to this. Let's see. Not really, other than if it comes to it. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention this. There was some reporting from an independent organization, a news outlet, and they were looking into some of the policies that the Trudeau Liberal government is putting into place. And more and more, it seems like our speech is being curtailed, our movement is being curtailed. They have some sort of semi-secret COVID day camp, in quotes, concentration camp kind of jail cell, a gulag, if you will, out in one of the other provinces. has barbed wire all over the place, and um, some of the reporters were filming this place. They can't get any answers about it. The government actually stated that they have a policy right now where these camps can be used for other purposes. What other purposes? First off, the fact that they're being made in the first place for any reason is wrong. An independent member of parliament that brought this to light in one of the question periods during the government sitting sessions they shut him down. They actually shut down his mic while he was asking the question and then completely ignored the question and then just moved on. And I'm thinking to myself, if this is totally above board, why are you trying to silence a member of parliament who's trying to get answers for his constituents? This happened more than once. And this is unbelievable. Like this can't be real, but it's real. Really? Are you going to come and haul my ass away in a cattle car to ship me off to some gulag in northern Manitoba? The hell you are. I'm not going to allow you to do that. So what's going to happen next? I don't know. Are we going to have a civil war here in Canada? Who knows? Well, I don't think it's going to go that far just yet. You never this, know. With uh, In the future, probably. But right now, I don't think it's going to go that far. It's just, I think that we're just questioning what is happening with the decisions that are being made and what what is happening with the whole COVID thing. I mean, you know, one day they have no vaccine. The next day there's a vaccine that's 90% effective. Then the next day there's a one that's 94% effective. And now they're saying that there's two more vaccines that have come out. And, uh, you know, if, if you have these vaccines and nobody had been talking about these vaccines before, all of a sudden these vaccines come out, I don't want to be the first one to get that. You know, like, have these gone through <laughs> trial periods where, you know, do they affect people who have immune disorders or do they affect the elderly or do they affect, you know, what was one of the articles saying the other day is that the first three groups of people that are going to get it are the healthcare workers, the elderly and the immunocompromised, and the third one is going to be the K-12, to which means all of the kids and workers in the schools. And that's just so that they can continue to go to school. And that's it. The reason why I was laughing was you were saying you're worried about taking the shot. Here's a suggestion that I was thinking. Let Bill Gates, Justin Trudeau, and all these New World Order elite fools, let them take the shot, the vaccine, in public, live on TV, where we get to hand over the syringe to them and say, 
you first. No, I get to do it. Yeah, you first. Yes, I get to. Tom put it gets in. to stick it in yeah. their arm. Say you first. Let's see what happens to you. Not some placebo shot or some water shot that you're going to get. And then no. we'll wait a year to see if there's any effects on you. We don't know what the there long-term effects of these drugs could be. Yep. There hasn't been enough testing out there. Doctors don't know enough about what's going on with this uh, pandemic. If they did, there wouldn't be the numbers that we have today and the spread that we have today. If they knew everything about it and there was a fix to it, it would have already been done. But right now, just the stuff that they're telling us is a bunch of lies. It's just a bunch of lies. It's just something to further their agendas. And some of the specialists are saying that you can't rush this. It has to be tested. It has to be vetted properly. You can't just throw this stuff out there. And these are specialists who deal with this stuff every day saying, you guys can't do this. This is wrong. It's dangerous. One of the guys on TV, one of the guys that was working for the government said, oh, we got to get this out. We got to get this out. But we can't guarantee the side effects for people like you were saying who are immunocompromised, the elderly. So wait a second. So give us the needle now and then we'll figure out the problems later. No. Absolutely but, not. But that's, but that's what they want to do. Of course they do. They want to do that because maybe that'll be part of the population control because it'll kill off the elderly and the immunocompromised. And who knows what's you in know? there? And we, we have no idea. And and again, we're, we're not making assumptions Swine here. Flu, maybe. This, this is stuff that we're actually thinking about. This is stuff that we're worried about. And I'm sure more than half the population are asking the same questions to their friends or their families or their doctors or whoever they're talking to about this because... These are just concerns that are coming up and we're sitting here listening to our officials talk on the news and say this is very concerning that our numbers have gone up so much and that the community has, you know, not listened to what we've told them to do. Well, I think we're tired of listening to what you're telling us because none of what you have told us has actually fixed the problem. None of what you have said has actually fixed the problem. And that's, I think, where we're standing right now because this just seems to be getting worse and worse. And if they're talking about by end of December having 20,000 cases a day in Canada, you know, where where do you go to? You know, they say that in the school system that there isn't a lot of transmission. And granted, there are, what, maybe 4,000 cases in all of Ontario in the school system that we know of. How many people are walking around that have not been tested or are asymptomatic and are passing it on to other people? We don't know that number. Not everybody has been tested. So we have no idea if there are more than that 4,000 that are actually positive. Those are just the ones that have been tested and turned out positive. We don't know the number of the people that have tested negative or haven't been tested at all. So there could be a lot more and there could be a lot of transmission going on. Now, we're going to find that out during lockdown because if everyone else is locked down and the numbers are still going up, then that means there's a problem and a transmission going on inside the schools and they have to shut down the schools again. It's a last resort. We don't want to do it. We don't want the kids to have to be at home and doing virtual learning. It's not the same as being in class and being with the teacher But at the end of the day, if we're caring about everybody's safety, then let's care about everybody's safety and not just a select few people. Yeah, I think it goes back to the point where you just you take care of the elderly and the vulnerable and everybody else back to work. Everything opened up. Let's go. Let's get it on. That's it. Because there's so many moving parts of this. It's all bullshit. 
you know, the virus is real, but everything around it is bullshit. How it's being handled is bullshit. You got, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Gates, uh, you know, remember the inventor of Windows 95, full of viruses, and he's going to make a uh, vaccine for a human virus? Give me a break. Yeah. Success rate? No thanks. You take it first, Bill Gates, Justin Trudeau, everybody else, all these puppets out there. You take it first. Well, I think I think the problem here is that at the beginning of the pandemic, when we started in March in our first lockdown, I think a lot more people were afraid of this virus. And the problem now being people have COVID fatigue. They're sick and tired of, you know, having to sit at home, having to do nothing, not being able to go and socialize, not being able to go shopping, not being able to do a lot of things. And I think a lot of that is driving people to want to turn on what the government is saying and tell them, you know what, I'm not going to listen to you because what you've told us so far is bullshit. But that fatigue, I can understand because we had it as well. We're back at work, so we do get to see a few other people than just our household. But someone like my wife who works from home right now because of this whole thing doesn't really get to go out and socialize and she misses that aspect of going to work. But their office won't be opening up until at least February. And they were told last week that they would be given 60 days notice and they don't think that they're going to have an announcement for them in December, which means this is going to run on even further. And uh, that means she's going to be home, working from home longer than expected. And, you know, that's just what a lot of people are feeling right now. And they're just, they got that itch to go out. They got that itch to socialize and they got that itch to see people. And I can't blame them. This is what this whole COVID has been driving people to do. Another really important aspect to all this is some of the more serious health effects that have come out as a result of these lockdowns. So our personal health has gone down the toilet, our mental health has gone down the toilet, and the specialists, the doctors, everyone in the field that has to deal with all the effects, they have to deal with the shit that hit the fan because of all this. And they're telling everybody these lockdowns are doing more harm than good. Again, it goes back to the point where what's the ultimate plan? You got to look at it for what it is. Okay. So you see all this negative stuff. So if you're just trying to solve a problem, but then you end up causing 10 more problems, let's say, it's the wrong way to do things. But it's not the wrong way to do things if that was your intent in the first place. And I fully believe that. So I don't trust the government at all. I'm going to trust our government that lies, is corrupt. They're committing fraud. They've broken the law here in Canada many times, multiple times. They don't answer any questions. They're hiding things. They're scandal after scandal after scandal. I'm going to trust these people to stick a needle in my arm? Hell no. No, I'm not taking nothing because I see them for what they are. They're snakes. Well, let's go back to a little bit about the having the COVID fatigue and, and why some places are locked down when schools are still open. And I think the schools have figured out a good formula of how to be open because we talked about the cohorts at the beginning of this episode that you are in cohorts and you are, you know, ushered into different entrances into the school and like certain staff have entrance uh, A to go in and some have entrance B to go in. Uh, same with the students, they'll go into different entrances and exit throughout uh, the building. They just can't go to any exit they want. Whereas somewhere where our building is like my wife's building, where she works, uh, it's not just her company in there. Yes, they may have five or ten different floors, 
However, there are other companies that are in that building as well. And the problem that they're having is they're trying to figure out how you would be able to have people coming in at the same time. There's only one entrance to that building. You come in that entrance. How do you get people in the elevator or on the staircase together? Where do they go and eat lunch? They don't have offices. It's only a room that has like, uh, it's an open area room where you have uh, multiple people working in the same area and the same confines. And you, how do you figure that out? They cannot figure out a solution to allowing that many people to come back. Now, one of the solutions is bring back, you know, 10% of the workforce and leave 90% at home and then switch it up every week. But then again, why are you going to open, why are you going to open up a building and pay rent on a 10% capacity? There's no reason for it. So a lot of, we're finding out that during this whole pandemic that a lot of companies are able to operate from working from home. Now, is that going to eliminate a lot of their overhead because they don't have to pay rent anymore on buildings? Is that going to kill the real estate market? Because a lot of these companies are going to say, you know what, I'm not paying the lease on this building anymore. We don't need it. All of our workers are going to work from home now and they'll just be remote working. What's going to happen to that? Is this just going to cause a whole chain reaction into different areas of the economy and just totally destroy it? Or everyone's just going to be herded back into the workforce and the strong survive. Now, here's another point that I wanted to bring up. The cohorts here at school only function here at school. But when the kids leave, there's no cohorts out in the public. Right. So they can go associate with the whoever the hell they want to. And then they're going to come back to their cohorts. So right there, it failed. This whole thing is a failure. If you're looking at common sense, the whole thing is just a big freaking scam. That's all it is. Well, we can't control that outside of the school system. We have to do what we can here. And we say the same thing in the neighborhood that I live in. It's supposed to be no getting together with anybody outside of your household. But the other day, we see five different <laughs> there kids you go. riding their bikes together outside. And let me tell you, they're not from the same family. We know the neighborhood. We know the families in the neighborhood. Yeah. So don't take this the wrong way. But one was Indian, one was African-American, one was a white kid, one was an Asian kid. Those four kids do not live in the same household. How do I know that they're not adopted? We know the families. So they are all different households that they actually come from. So how is that out of your family? Like you're not it's in that bullshit. family Again, circle, it's bullshit. right? So it's people are following the rules for that, I guess. But you know, you come to school, you're in a cohort, you go outside. And we see it because we're leaving uh, or we're going outside with our student for a walk and we see the kids leaving the building and they're just gathering into big groups at the end of the day. So they're not staying in their cohorts the entire day. They're getting together with other people when they leave the school and then they're going home to more people. So at the end of the day, if you have a cohort of 15 to 20 people, you're actually going to be probably in a cohort of about 40 to 50 people by the time the end of the day rolls around. Do you remember at the beginning you said at parks in your neighborhood, you saw kids in groups of 40 or 50 gathering together? Oh, yeah. And they just blew it off. Yep. They would be at Even the parks, on the, the swings, street. on the playgrounds, walking, walking down, the, down street. the street. They were playing at the baseball diamonds. They were, you know, and, and they it was sad because they had to tape off with caution tape the playgrounds so that nobody would use them. And I get it. Your That's kids pathetic. are bored. But we're living in a society today where we have no attention span whatsoever. We can't figure out how to do things at home without having our phones or being outside or do, you know, like 
we don't have the attention span to sit at home anymore. We don't have that discipline to stay home and be bored and figure out what we can do if we're bored, if we're in a lockdown. You can still go outside. You can go for a walk. If it's snowing or it's cold outside, so what? Go outside. It's better than sitting in the house for 24 hours a day. Go outside for a five, 10 minute walk. Play on the computer, read a book, do some work inside the house. Do whatever you gotta do, paint, I don't care. Do whatever you gotta do to kill that boredom because if we don't stop what we're doing now, this is just gonna keep on going and we're gonna be in lockdowns for the rest of our lives because you know there was a reporter yesterday on the news that was talking to our prime minister and said, hey, what's gonna happen when we open everything back up again and in March, everyone gets together and the shit just hits the fan again. You know, like we're, we're just, we're just running a cycle here. That's all we're doing is you're locking it down. The numbers go down. You open everything up. Then you have to end up locking everything down again. So what cycle are we running here that makes no sense whatsoever that you're just repeating the cycle? We did this already. We did this in March. We got the numbers down. We reopened. Now here we are at the end of November doing this again. And then the numbers are going to go up again once you reopen everything again. And we're going to do this again in March. So here we back, back like full circle. One year, full circle. We'll be back into like three different lockdowns. And what did it achieve? Absolutely nothing. If it were up to me, again, take care of the elderly, those who are immunocompromised, do what you can. At the end of the day, you know, we're going to have to just basically stand up and say, you know what, screw this open it up and screw it. So there you go, people. This is the nonsense that's going on here. Again, a lot of people think Canada is so great. Let me clarify this one statement. The majority of the Canadians that we talk to are fully awake and they are great. They are the backbone of this country. The politicians and the fools running this scheme, this scam, they're the idiots. And ultimately, people are waking up to this more and more each day. And the absurdity and the backtracking and the lies. Oh, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, now you need to wear a mask. Oh, now like a one-layer mask isn't good enough. There should be like a three-layer mask. You can go to strip clubs, but you can't go to churches. But you can go to school, but everybody else has to stay home because it's a lockdown. But not really because all the government institutions are still open. I call bullshit on it all. And we see the New World Order, the elites, the Great Reset, Build it back better? Yeah. Scam. That's what it is. Best impressive. Out. And as always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. 